Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are speaking on the subject of the God of miracles, and we're going to be talking about in this session about Jesus, who is the God of miracles, and faith, how faith cooperates with the miracle uh, healing power of the Lord and Savior. Praise God. So uh, do you need a touch from heaven today? Do you need God to touch you in a way that uh, no other man can touch you? Well, let me tell you something. Jesus is like no other. Hallelujah. He is God who manifested himself in the flesh, who died for us. He was made sin for us who knew no sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He's ascended on high. He sent the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt in his earthly ministry that he is the God of miracles. And Paul said of him that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did miracles back when he walked the shores of Galilee and in, and throughout Israel, then he is the God of miracles today, praise God. And he may have, and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, he has a miracle for you. It's just a matter of cooperating with him, praise God, amen. And just see the manifestation of his glorious power. So that's the subject today. So let's just go ahead and have a short word of prayer and we'll get right into the word of God. Father, we're so thankful today of your abundance and of your blessing that you bless your people with. Father God, not just your people, but everyone within the sound of my voice, every person born of woman, hallelujah, has been touched by your grace and by your power. It is Jesus that led every man that came into the world. And Father, we're so thankful today that we serve a risen Savior. And we thank you for the word of God today. Holy Spirit, we invite you, come, come, both in the teaching and in the receiving of the word of God. And we'll give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, in going throughout the Gospels, we can see that Jesus healed many by miraculous power. Amen. Praise God. And in some of these instances, nothing was required. We're going to read an instance where nothing was required of those who received healing. Amen. The only thing that they did in any type of cooperation was to obey. And that's very important. Faith must be accompanied by obedience. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So what we're going to look at today is we're going to take four instances of the miraculous healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to look at the differences between these four. Now, there are some common denominators in some of these that we're going to talk about today, but then there are differences. So let's look at the first instance in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. This is very familiar. This is the healing of the man at the, of, at the pool of Bethesda. Beginning in verse 1, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And by the way, just a side note, our uh, Bible, so-called higher critics of the Bible, uh, for years would say that, that this was not uh, an actual happening, that this was all an illusion, something that John made up. Or it was a myth. 
But, you know, in the 19th century, guess what they found? They found Solomon's porch. They found this uh, pool with five porches. It was a pool that was used for consecration. And that's what these people were doing. They were waiting. Well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Let's just go ahead and and uh, and finish reading here in verse three. And these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now, some people object to verse four. They think this is all not true. This is all an illusion. But I'm telling you that God is God. And if it was him that sent an angel down to trouble this water, then that's exactly what he did. God is a God of mercy. He's a God of compassion. And oftentimes he will meet you and me just exactly where we are. Amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to find out that's exactly what he did to this man that we're going to be reading about. And a certain man was there. This is verse five, which had an infirmity 30 and eight years, 38 years now. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said to him, will you be made whole? Notice Jesus asked this man a question. Will you be made whole? Now, let's stop right here and think about this. All right. Number one, Jesus doesn't know this man has never met him before, but came to know either by revelation or by conversation that this man had been in this condition lame for 38 years. So that tells me that this man probably at a very early age lost the use of his lower limbs, maybe an accident, something of that nature. All right, let's read on. Now, Jesus says to him now, will you be made whole? That's the question. And notice what the man says. And the impotent man answered him, sir, I have no man. Now, just think about that. Put that in quotation marks in your mind. Sir, I have no man. So this man is not looking up. He's looking around. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? He's hoping one day something's going to happen. Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, now this is a word of command. Remember, we are talking about Jesus has authority, power, and command. He has authority and power to command evil spirits to come out. He has authority and power to demand and command sickness uh, to leave. And so this is a command of Jesus. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately. Now, what does the word (laughs) immediately mean? It means at once. And immediately the man was made whole. Notice uh, Jesus didn't try to lift him up. Jesus didn't put a hand on him. Jesus did not touch this man. Amen. We find so many times in Jesus' ministry how he would touch people. We're going to read about one as we go along. Uh, But this man, he did not touch him. All he did was ask him, do you want to made whole? Do you want to be made whole? And then rise, take up your bed and walk. And as soon as Jesus said that, healing drove out this uh, infirmity. This man knew that something had happened to him. 
<laughs> Amen. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed. He stood up. He took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath day. Wow, wow, wow. I tell you, isn't that something? Ah, that gets all the religious folks stirred up, doesn't it? Now, let's look at this again. All these sick people, they were beside the pool. They were waiting for the troubling of the water. In other words, they were waiting for something to happen. Now, this man, Jesus set his eyes on this man and came to realize either by revelation, by word of knowledge, or by conversation that this man had been in this condition for 38 years. Jesus walks up to this man and says to him, will you be made whole? In other words, we'd say today, do you want to be healed? Question mark. The man replies, sir, I have no man. Now, what does this tell us? When this man says, sir, I have no man, that means that he has absolutely no idea who Jesus is. He hasn't heard of Jesus. He doesn't have any knowledge of him. He does not know who this person is that's standing beside him. <laughs> oh, I tell you, that's just amazing. Jesus says to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And before this man has an opportunity to look up and Jesus say, are you kidding me? No, before that, the power of God comes into this lower extremities of this man and and is healed in Jesus name. Praise God. Amen. Jesus heals this man. So what does he do? Well, he, he, he stands up. He rolls up his mat and he goes home. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And then Jesus leaves before it stirs up, you know, what happened to you? Well, I don't know this guy. Here he is, this man right here. He, no, Jesus left. He did, this man did not know who Jesus was. Didn't know the man's name who just healed him. But now here is an interesting thing I want us to think about. Of all the sick folk that were surrounding that pool, only this man was healed. Nobody else. This man was healed by the miraculous power of God without having to get into the water. The only one. How many were around that pool? Hundreds, probably. He was the only one. One out of a hundred. Well, why weren't the other 99 healed? Jesus just came to that one. Amen. But that one was healed. Well, I mean, one out of a hundred is better than none out of a hundred, isn't it? Praise God. But see, what does this teach us here? This teaches us about the compassion of God. This teaches us that this man was important enough to God for him to be healed. Now, this man was probably devout. I don't know. I mean, the Bible doesn't tell us. But he was walking, I'm sure, in, you know, uh, talking about his spiritual life, was walking in accordance with the Jewish law. He was a child of the covenant. He was a son of Abraham. And so he was probably a very honest person. Wasn't a thief, wasn't a robber. 
But he was a man that had absolutely no knowledge at all of Jesus. And let me tell you something. There was a lot of people in Israel that had no knowledge of Jesus. Even those in Jerusalem, as miraculous and as powerful as the ministry of Jesus was when he walked the shores of Galilee and is today. There's people that do not know anything at all about Jesus. And so there's only one way that we can describe this event, and that is the sovereign will of God. God just showed up, healed this man and then went on his way. Well, why didn't he heal the others? I don't know. You'll have to ask him. <laughs> but I can tell you this. God did for this man what no other man could do. God will do for you what no other man is able to do. Now, let's look at let's contrast this with some other healings. Let's go to another very familiar story. This is found in Mark chapter 5, verse 25. This is the woman with the issue of blood. Verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. This is another person who has been suffering for a long time and had suffered many things of many physicians. In other words, you would think going to a doctor would help you. Well, in this case, going to a doctor hurt her. She suffered many things. I mean, can you imagine some of the medical practice back in those days? And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had. Every dime, every penny that she had went into trying to get herself well, and it all failed. And was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press or in the crowd of people and said, who touched my clothes? Now, let's back up here for a little bit. All right, this woman, she's been ailing for 12 years. She's not getting better. She's getting worse. Uh, her sickness has reduced her to penury. She spent everything that she had trying to get better. But she wasn't. She was getting worse and she was going to wind up in death. But something happened when she heard of Jesus. Now, there are many throughout the Gospels that heard of Jesus. But this stands out. This miracle power of God stands out because there are something that there are some things that she did that cooperated that enabled the healing power of God uh, to deliver her from her sickness and disease. Number one is when she heard of Jesus. Notice that she heard of Jesus. She came in the press behind. Now, let me go ahead and finish reading this out and then we'll look back here. Verse 31. And his disciples said unto him, you see the multitude thronging thee and you say, who touched me? Can you imagine? <laughs> and he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, know what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Everything that happened, she gave her testimony. 
And Jesus said to her, daughter, notice he calls her daughter, daughter of Israel, daughter of Israel. Daughter, thy faith, notice that, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, there's four things to me that stand out. Actually, five things that stand out about this incidence here of healing. Number one is that she heard of Jesus. Now, you think about it. Now, 12 years, she's destitute. She is unclean. She can't reside in the city. The only time that she can come to town is before people get out of their homes or afterwards. She can't mix with the with the modern populace. She heard of Jesus. And what is significant is based upon what Paul said. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She heard of Jesus, but she just did not hear with her ears. Something triggered her and something triggered her inside. She heard not only with her ears, she heard with her heart. Now, she heard the word, the Logos, but there's something that took hold inside of her. The Logos became the Rhema. Something was revealed in her that stirred her to action. And I'm telling you, when faith is activated, it stirs us to do something. And she came in the press behind. In other words, she got up in her weakened condition. She didn't wait for a convenient time. She got up at once. And she made her way to where Jesus was. And notice that while she was doing something, which is faith in action, doing something, she said, now, the, the Greek, in the Greek, she said is the imperfect active indicative of the verb lego. Imperfect being is an action that's never completed. It's repeated over and over again. She kept saying within herself, if I can but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Now, I've said this many times. I'll say it again. There's not a stronger force in the English language than I shall be. I shall be made whole. She kept saying that. The entire time that she's getting up and walking towards Jesus, coming in the press behind, she kept saying, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. She kept saying within herself. See, if we continue to confess the word of God, confess our faith, Confess what the word of God says. Confess what we believe that the word of God is saying by faith. See, that builds something. That gets our heart ready to receive. See, this woman, before she touched the hem of Jesus garment, she had put herself into a place where she was ready to receive. And that's exactly what happened. She touched the hem of his garment and immediately the power of God came out of Jesus. Virtue went out of him and healed her of that plague. That was a plague. That was a plague. Amen. There's plagues going on in this world, aren't there? Well, do you think that catches God by surprise? Do you think the Lord is up on the throne and Jesus sitting next to the father on the throne saying, well, what in the world are we going to do about this? 
Those folks need help down there. What can we do? No. I, I, I tell you, the power of God is already here to do something about the plagues in this world. We just have to learn to tap into it. Praise God. Amen. Well, it takes any anointing. Amen. If you're needing a touch from God, my best advice to you is to get with somebody that prays with an anointing. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What will God will do for you in the anointing? Praise the Lord. Amen. Yep. She kept saying, if I can just touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And she was saying that repeatedly while she was coming in the press behind. And when she touched the hem of Jesus garment, virtue, power came out of him and healed her of that plague because she felt in her body that she was healed. There was a tangible anointing that went into her. Amen. That cured her of that plague, drove that plague right out of her body. Whatever was causing the constant bleeding was staunched. She heard. She kept saying she acted on what she believed and then she received that which she desired. She was ready as soon as she touched the hem of Jesus Christ. She was already ready to receive and the power of God went right into her. Praise God. Amen. Now, I want you to notice the contrast between these two that we're talking about, the two individuals. Now, the lame man, he didn't do a thing on his own. He had been lying in that way for 38 years, did absolutely nothing. God chose him out of a crowd of 100. I, get, I, I would think that the, the Heavenly Father directed the Lord Jesus towards that man. And that man was healed. Based upon nothing that the man did. But now the woman. Jesus didn't find that woman. That woman found Jesus. There was something that when she heard of Jesus stirred in her a revelation on the inside of her. She knew that Jesus was the cure and she found him and she did exactly what the scripture says. She cooperated in such a way that the healing power of God went right into her and she was healed. Now, let's look at the third instance here in Matthew chapter nine, verses twenty seven. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Now, that's very important. That locates these two blind men. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. In other words, they followed him right into the house where Jesus was reclining. Jesus had sat down or he turned around and these men, they kept crying. <laughs> I tell you what, they just would not quit. And Jesus turns around and says to them, Am, uh, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said to us, yes, Lord, we're, you are able. <laughs> And then here he touches them. Notice he touches them. Then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith. Notice that, according to your faith. Isn't that exactly what he said to the woman with the issue of blood? Your faith has made you whole. He says here, according to your faith, be it done unto you. And their eyes were open. Amen. Now, when they started crying, Jesus, I mean, thou son of David, have mercy upon us. They were acknowledging Jesus as the son of David, the rightful heir of the throne, which could only be the Messiah. See, somewhere they had heard of Jesus. 
And that stirred in them to get to him. Of course, they couldn't. They were blind. But Jesus came walking by. And when they found out it was Jesus, they just began to cry out, supplicating, crying out to him. And so he touched them and they were made whole. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. They believed. He asked them, do you believe? They said, yes, you're able to do this, Lord. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done to you. Their eyes were open and they were healed. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Now, let's look at the last instance here. This is the fourth instance of healing. This is the Greek woman, the Syrophoenician by nation in Mark chapter seven, beginning in verse 25. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him. Notice that heard of him. Her hearing turned into an action. She came and fell at his feet. Jesus didn't go find this woman. This woman found the Lord Jesus. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it unto dogs. Now, that's a mild rebuke. There's some things that happen in life that that, that going to determine, do we have faith? Real faith, real Bible faith. Well, Jesus said this to test this woman. Remember now, this is not a covenant woman. She's outside of the covenant of Israel. Remember, Jesus said he came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. Little puppies were allowed into the master's house. This woman was allowed into the master's house. Why? Because Jesus is a God of compassion. He's a God of mercy, but he's also a God of truth. And he said to her for this saying, go thy way. The devil has gone out of thy daughter. And when she came to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. She probably was in convulsions. Now, here Jesus is. He just healed this woman's daughter. He didn't touch her, didn't go to her house. He just gave the word of command. Remember, Jesus has authority and power to command. He commanded that evil spirit. Actually, he didn't even command that. (laughs) He just said, thy daughter is healed. He just said, go thy way. The devil's gone out of thy daughter. Wow. That is somebody that has power and authority to command, isn't it? Praise God. So the Grecian woman besought the Lord. Now, the word besought there means that she kept beseeching him. She kept, kept, kept saying, Lord, I need you to do something. I need you to do something for me. I need you to do something for me. I need you. I need you to cast the devil out of my daughter. And the Lord gave her a mild rebuke, but she wasn't deterred. See, she came out with a faith statement. And basically what she was saying, I know, Lord, I know, I know I don't deserve this, but you know what? I'm not going to leave you alone until you get what I want. (laughs) Praise God. I tell you, there's something about faith that will cause God just to reach out to you. Now, none of us deserve anything. We are in continual debt because of the love of God. 
in debt to him and debt to one another. But see, we serve a, a merciful, gracious, good-willed, benevolent God. And there's something about faith and his ability that will cause him to reach out to us. Amen. God wants to do that. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Oftentimes, throughout the Gospels, it was faith that stirred and enabled the miraculous power of God to touch individuals. And I say thank God for that. And just remember his closing. Remember what uh, Paul said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I encourage you, begin to diligently seek the Lord. Do it by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. God will meet you in your hour of need. Father, we bless you. We thank you today for your goodness and for your mercy. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life. <laughs>